Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. Today is January 31st, 2024. This is Alex and welcome back to our Wednesday show. This is where we dig into the critical startup and venture capital stories from the week thus far. Now, as a reminder, this is our new format. Comments and feedback, of course, to equitypod at techwrench.com if you want. We've heard from some of you. We appreciate the notes. We are always looking to make this show better for you. Now, on the podcast today, we have new raises from Plex and Rebellions and Nile, layoffs at a solar startup, and then three bits of venture capital news that I know you want to hear. All right. Let's go. Starting off, media streamer Plex has raised new capital. Now, this company began life as a media organization startup, but has morphed over the years to become a one-stop shop for all your media, including, critically, ad-supported streaming, which now accounts for much of its revenue growth. This round, TechCrunch thought was actually going to be a little bit bigger, but I'll just say this, in the current market, raising $40 million is nothing to sneeze at. Now, on the investor side, this is an inside round, so we're talking existing Series C investors. Actually, this is Plex's Series C3, if you're counting, but it did see Intercap and Kleiner Perkins once again in the mix. So if Plex has evolved, what is it today? Well, Plex users can watch free ad-supported shows and movies, listen to music, stream live TV channels or their own media, and also find new stuff to watch. All pretty standard, but people love free. Recently, the company has also been developing social features so that way Plex users can opt in, track what they view, and then share that with friends. The result of all that work is growth. Plex's ad-supported streaming has been helping it grow its revenue. And though the company did have layoffs last year, leading to about a cut of 20% of its staff, Plex's ad revenue grew by 45% in 2023. That's the growth business. And its overall operations grew by 30% last year. Engagement and usage are also up at the company. And Keith Valerie, the CEO, says Plex is still on track to be profitable by the end of 2024, or early next year. Cool. I love it. Streaming is great, but you don't have computers without chips. And that's what I want to talk about next. Rebellions, a South Korean fabulous AI chip startup that recently closed $124 million in a Series B round of funding to develop its third AI chip called Rebel. The startup, though, of course, with a round this large, it's a bit hard to call it a startup, We'll also use the new capital, which was raised in an oversubscribed round, to ramp up production of its data center-focused chip, Atom. The Series B values the three-year-old company at approximately $658 million, and the company has now raised about $210 million since it was born back in 2020. But it was not a venture capital group that led this massive investment. No, it was KT, the South Korean telecom giant, who you may know from the world of esports. But it wasn't alone. Tomasek's Pavilion Capital and the Korea Development Bank participated, along with new investors, including Coralea Capital and DG Daiwa Ventures. Yep, that's a lot of names, but you have to add a lot of checks together to get all the way up into the nine figures. Now, a question. Why focus on chips? NVIDIA is already doing pretty well, as you might have heard, but data processing and related high costs continue to be major issues when it comes to AI applications, 
So essentially, the scramble continues in search for innovative breakthroughs to lower those costs and improve the overall tech. And that's probably why investors are backing rebellions, even though we have seen an explosion of chip-focused companies around the world, especially in China. The startup has something kind of up its sleeve. You may recall that last October, Rebellions announced that it would develop its newest Rebel chip in partnership with Samsung, who you definitely have heard of. So essentially, it's building on a relationship it forged around its Atom chips, and Samsung and Rebellions are aiming to finish the development of Rebel, the AI chip, by the end of this year and to start mass production next year. And of course, you guessed it, this upcoming chip will focus on generative AI. Flipping the switch from hardware to software, I have a question for you. Does SaaS need a new data system? Well, that's the driving idea behind Nile, a startup that aims to create a new data system with serverless Postgres at its core. Now, what does that mean? Well, TechCrunch writes that it means that Nile is building a data solution with built-in support for multi-tenancy as a core primitive. Now, I know what that means at a surface level, but if I go too far into it, I'm going to make a fool of myself, but it doesn't matter because investors seem to be pretty excited with what Nile is building because the company just raised an $11.6 million seed round led by Benchmark's Eric Vishria. Co-founder of Nile, Gwen Shapira, told TechCrunch that every, quote, SaaS product in the world is multi-tenant, so everyone needs to handle multi-tenant data. This is when the whole idea behind Nile kind of made sense to me. If we're all going to use SaaS products and we don't want our data mixed together, it's going to need to be multi-tenant and we all use software. Ergo, there should be a system to actually do that. So what's the current situation? Well, Shapira argues that companies keep building the same tech to handle multi-tenant data from scratch. Again, that just sounds ridiculous. Like who needs to reinvent the wheel at every single company? Anyways, the company's bet on Postgres is in fact due to that being the direction that Nile sees the tech market moving with its co-founders saying that it is, quote, going to become the Linux of databases. Nile, seed round, multi-tenant data, I love it. And to round us out, Aurora Solar has laid off 20% of its staff of about 500 people. TechCrunch has learned. This comes despite record growth last year in the solar world, according to our own Tim Deshant. But the company, which provides software to help solar installers manage their sales, project design, and installation process, has missed its growth targets for the past year, according to a source. Even more, Monday's layoffs follow a smaller cut of about 20 people last November. Now, Aurora Solar has raised more than a half billion dollars, so it's far from a small company, hence these layoffs being pretty big news. What's driving here? Well, the gist appears to be that regulatory changes are indeed impacting the solar market in the U.S., which is putting pressure on smaller installers, which represent a good piece of Aurora's total customer base. From startups raising money to venture capital funds raising themselves, I have three venture nuggets for you this morning. First up is Giant Ventures, a UK-based VC that has made a habit of investing on both sides of the Atlantic, is launching two new funds that are worth a combined $250 million, or if you want to sound fancy, a quarter billion. Its previous fund totaled $100 million, so this is quite a lot more capital over there at Giant. We like to see it. It's good to know that Europe is not going to be bereft of fresh funds this year. Number two, TechCrunch's Mike Butcher writes that Poland's startup scene is really clicking along, evidenced in part by Poland's SMOK or Smok Ventures closing its second fund. 
Now, it's only worth $25 million, so it's not the largest fund we're going to see, but building in Poland is not as expensive as Silicon Valley, so the new capital pool could have more impact than its top-line dollar figure implies, and we love to see smaller firms all around the world ensuring that local scenes don't have to go all the way to California just to raise a couple bucks. And finally, Ubiquity Ventures is the latest firm to raise capital. It just secured $75 million in capital commits for its third fund. So shout out to Sunil Nagaraj. I hope I got that right who is the solo GP at Ubiquity. He started the firm back in 2017, closed a debut fund of 30 mil back in 18, and then in 51 million back in 2020 for its second fund. So this is a solo GP raising a third fund and the largest of their funds to date. It's nice to see a solo GP doing well out there, given that we have heard it's a very tough market for them to raise. So Ubiquity, 10 points. And that is our show for this lovely Wednesday morning. We have to leave it there, but I have some good news for you. We will be back in your ears on Thursday. We have an interview coming up with a startup founder and former venture capitalist talking about the nature of innovation in technology and essentially why the Apple Vision Pro has a real shot at success. I know it sounds a little weird, but tune in. It's going to be fun. And then, of course, Friday, we have our roundtable and news roundup. So we'll see you there. If you need even more equity, though, in between now and then, we are Equity Pod over on X and Threads. Or if you're into short form social media, we are TechCrunch Pods over on TikTok. My name is Alex. I appreciate you. Hugs. Goodbye. Equity is hosted by myself, Editor-in-Chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm, and TechCrunch Senior Reporter, Mary Ann Azevedo. We are produced by Teresa Loconsolo with editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator. And a big thank you to the audience development team and Henry Picavet, who manages TechCrunch Audio Products. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.